is geared for you to think. Hi. <laughs> it's like we're rebirthing this baby. We are. This is its twin. Like, <gasps> we birthed twin A. <laughs> twin A, and now we're twi on twin B. Yeah. Hopefully it's not triplets. Hopefully it's <laughs> yes. <is> twin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been since April that we last that we recorded that yes wow isn't that wild how fast so much has happened yes like, I was doing the math I was well you know it's been over four months but let's say four months so that's roughly three to four cycles and there's so much change that happens even just within one cycle that mm -hmm. <laughs> four cycles it's like whoa who are we <laughs> we have shed how much crap and rebuilt so much in that time right <sighs> i'm happy to be back me too yeah i don't think it wasn't intentional at all for either of us but i feel like for speaking strictly for myself I don't know what I would have been contributing had we continued. So. I definitely agree with that. It was unintentional, and I think those are the best, just going with the flow. I think those are the best growth moments because mm -hmm. we're just flowing with it and not resisting it. I don't know if this how great of an analogy it is, but I had my car accident, which I fell asleep behind the wheel. This was in 2008. I put my car on cruise control on the freeway and it just kept going while I fell asleep. And it was because I fell asleep that I survived. So my body went with the crash instead of resisting it. So, you know, when we go with the crashes in life, Figuratively speaking, I feel like we get more life out of it. Mm -hmm. Not resisting. Totally. Yeah. I had a few moments of brief resistance in the last few months, but got over that fast. <laughs> and I feel like becoming aware of the, not putting ourselves on a time limit or time frame, but being aware of how much of a shorter amount of time it takes us to get through those challenging moments. At least I can speak for myself. I've seen that something that would have taken me months to get over eventually took me weeks. And now it takes me days or even hours if I'm really like kicking it, you know? <laughs> but the growth in us, I feel, is just beautiful. And that we have this space created for ourselves. Like I was also thinking, what do we contribute or... <sighs> Not trying not to have a standard for myself and just show up, you know, Lisa Lister it and just show up for ourselves. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense, Venus, because if you don't vibe or if people aren't vibing with what you're putting out there, what you're providing, they just don't even have to listen to you. So speak your truth, girl. Truth. So. I feel like this should be season three. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm going to, you know what? That's it. We're just, we're in season three, episode one. Welcome to Between Two Ovaries. <laughs> I'm Venus Creciente. This is Isadora Orgasma. Woo, woo. Yeah. 
I don't know why I feel like I have to sing things. (laughs) (laughs) Why do I always have to say between two hours? (laughs) I don't know. Like cycle time. I think those are the official like temporary placemat jingles. (laughs) I feel like they're permanent. Let's just be real. (laughs) That's great. That's beautiful. I love it. Well, that was a great intro. Welcome, listeners. Welcome, community, to our safe space. Yes. Lish dudish. I have the text where you said, I would love to do a topic on partnerships, romantic friends, life partners, and how they don't have to fit in a specific box. I'm so glad you read that because I could not remember what I said. I cunting love that topic. I think... I feel safe in saying that we are both in very specific seasons. I mean, specific to that topic. (laughs) We can resonate a lot and speak on that topic. Yeah. Which I feel like, yes. And then I also feel like I'm trapped in a box. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I mean, that's part of it. Becoming aware that you are trapped in a box. True. already, you know, a step forward. Mm Hmm. Hmm. Would you like to expand on what that box feels like for you? <laughs> Therapy session? Yeah, yeah. This is what it is. Therapy session. Our whole relationship is a therapy session. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it's free and it's juicy and I love it. Yeah, so like pretty much my entire life since beginning relationships, I've felt as though I don't fit the norm. I don't fit in the box. I don't understand the box. And I've forced myself into the box because I never knew. And I'm talking maybe from about like 15 years old is when I started realizing these things. So yeah, you know, society forces you into this box and some people get it so early on and they're like, fuck your box. I'm not squeezing myself into that. And some people never realize that they can be out of the box. And some people, you know, like we're all on our own path. And so I've tried squeezing for a very long time and I'm realizing that it's just not my jam and it's not my gig. And You know, I am in a monogamous heterosexual marriage and deeply, deeply committed to that. Well, okay. I'm committed to my partner. I'm not committed to the heterosexual marriage part of it, which is what is coming up for me and what I'm working through because I've always just moved on to something else. You know, I'll I grew up being a runner. When things got uncomfortable, I would book it and like, I'm out. And then I have to go to therapy to like figure out why I did that. (laughs) So now I'm not doing that. Obviously, like my partnership is so beautiful and special. And I recognize the unique qualities that my partner has and that I'm not willing to give up. But the other day you and I I think you sent me a Marco Polo, which I think I forgot to respond to it, but you said you can have your cake and eat it too. And I've always, 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 always 
believed that my whole life because I was told that so many times. You can't have your cake and eat it too. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I made that cake. I fucking bake that shit. I'm going to eat it with icing and sprinkles and add some, like, scoops of ice cream. What are you talking about? So, <laughs> so my partner's been gone for the last three weeks. He gets home tomorrow. That's the longest we've been apart. And usually when we're apart, it's me going out into the world and doing retreat or a work trip or something like that. And so this being him gone for work and me at home in my everyday norm, mom in it hard, like I've realized a lot of things about myself and how I really value my time to myself and how I give away parts of me and my time for my relationship, which isn't a bad thing, but yeah, recognizing where things need to shift and then moving out of that to like the relationship between you and I and how unique it is and how, you know, we're not just friends. Like you are a life partner to me and we're not romantic or sexual, but there's just this like juicy, tingly, like vibey connection that I've never really experienced with anybody else. And same thing, like I am so deeply committed to you that like, I don't know, like (laughs) it's so hard to explain, but yeah, like I'm in it forever with you and just exploring how that it's okay. Like it's okay. We could, you and I, Kate Northrup, she wrote a book that just came out recently called, I think it's just called Do Less, but she made an Instagram post the other day of how she went to a friend of hers that was launching something, and she was just, like, gazing up at her on the stage, and they held hands as she answered questions, and people thought that they were a couple, but she was just simply supporting her, like, from the deepest parts of her womb and soul that, like, we get it so twisted that romantic relationships look a certain way, friendships look a certain way, and it's it's all bullshit. So that's just in a nutshell kind of like what has been like going through my mind lately on how we can just like break the mold on what relationships look like because they can look like anything as long as you're being a good, kind, honest person and only benefiting your own life and other people's lives, like, do you, do whatever you want. It can look however you want it to. Stepping off my soapbox and passing it over to you. I'm like, no, please keep talking. My goodness. I feel so seen and so heard by simply hearing your thought process, your journey. Thank you for sharing all of that. You spoke directly to my womb, my core being, and the growth that I'm doing right now. There's so many, like, ah, so many points that you touched on that brought up things for me, and I don't even know where to start. I'll start with 
I love how you clarified you first said you were committed to the monogamous hetero marriage. And then you're like, wait, no, I'm committed to my partner. And I feel like that is breaking out of that box because you are recognizing that you're not commit. We don't have to be committed to these titles, to these boxes, to these norms. And I've always considered myself a late bloomer and not in a negative way, but I mean, this is in the last, I want to say almost two years. It took me 30 years to come into my body and understand, like start questioning, but it wasn't until like we're in August. So say beginning of this year where I really started to question things with more passion or desire ever since I was little, I've always been told like, no, stop asking why, like just sit pretty. Like in Spanish, my mom would always say this and still to the day sit, she says it. She's like, Calladitas se miran más bonitas. it's like, you look prettier if you, you're just quiet. Don't say anything. It's very much a cultural thing, but at the same time, it's a worldwide thing. The patriarchy is alive and well, and not well, alive and scared because the goddess is rising and continues to rise. And so, oh my gosh, everything you said. Um, oh yes, questioning the, why can't I eat what I bake? If I deliver children, if I bring human beings to this world, I am expected, no, even step back. If I am inseminated, I'm expected to bring that life being to this world and parent that child. But yet I can't even eat my own cunting cake. Like, no, like I am finally feeling that passion and that fire of like, no, just because you say that I can't do this doesn't mean I'm not going to do it. Like whether I have to rise silently or shouting and kicking, I'm going to do it. And oh my gosh, I feel oh, this topic is so like yeah. hitting home so hard and so beautifully because it just brings life to me. It's pleasurable, it's blissful, and it's messy and uncomfortable, and it causes rage and frustration. But that I feel like hand in hand, both, it's just such a wide spectrum of things that you have to go through in order to find the best version of yourself. It's like trial and error. And um, I am committed to you too, Isadora. Oh, I love you so much. And ever since we kind of discovered that, like we're life partners. Yeah, like, oh, and I think it was probably in episode one of season one where I mentioned that we were life partners and that we would kind of divulge what that meant to us as we grew into the podcast. Oh, yes. And look at us, season three, episode one, finally touching. I mean, it just happens exactly as it's supposed to happen. We bloom so beautifully. We're, we're like breaking out of our cocoons or, you know, shedding that snake skin and coming into like softer, newer, graceful, goddess-like. Ah, do you see me over here like twisting and <laughs> Oh my gosh, so juicy. I love it so much. <sighs> okay. Is there anything you want to say in response to any of that? I want to step off of my I don't know if soapbox, but my pole. <laughs> Ooh, yes. Light off that pole. No, actually. <laughs> I feel like I talked a lot and I am excited to hear 
your take on the topic, if you're ready. Yes. So partnerships. Okay. I, I feel ready to come out, you know, <laughs> whatever coming out means nowadays. That's interesting that you say that because I thought about that very, very recently of like this whole coming out thing and like, what does that even mean? But that's a whole nother topic for another day. So my partner and I have been together for almost 13 years. We're going on 13 years. So January 1st of every year is our anniversary. And we're so 12 years in. We've known each other for 15 years. And we just came up on a year of being in an open marriage. And um, it feels good to say that on the podcast because I feel like finally I'm embracing the space as our own. And so many of the episodes in the past have been me giving my partial, my safe truth. Because what if one day I like fully put it out there like, yo, this is our podcast and these are the faces to it. And like, oh my gosh, people are going to find out who I really am. You know, like pieces that I keep closeted. And although I love the closet and it's been funny to always find myself in a closet for comfort. But I think that that's a beautiful thing because I feel safe with myself and keeping parts of myself to myself. But now I feel safe here to share that I am in a polyamorous relationship and it's been a heck of a ride this last year. And specifically these last probably two, three months, my experience with polyamory has helped me break out of that box that I have squeezed in for so long. We're breaking the seams of these boxes and never in my life would I have thought I would have been in an open relationship. Growing up Catholic, growing up Mexican, you are expected to be in a monogamous relationship for as long as possible. Even if you highly dislike the person you're with that's who you decided to commit to so now you stick it out you especially are, as a woman especially as what a woman mm-hmm. yes because, because then men will get the slide like whatever we'll let it slide i feel because it's not expected of them but it's not a surprise like they've got the dick we're sacred we're supposed to stay holy we're supposed to supposed to supposed to and it's like no I want to explore and experience as well safely when I'm divulging my private life to a new person. I feel the need to quickly put it out there that I'm not just like being unsafe. Like I still have two children. I still have a household to maintain and maintain health-wise financially. I'm not the breadwinner right now, but that doesn't matter. Like I still help and contribute however I can. But I feel like I have to validate my reason for being out of the norm. Slowly, I feel like the more I practice my truth and speaking my truth and standing in my truth, I feel like I have to validate less and less. I don't know where any of this is going or if any of this made sense. But yeah, that spectrum of relationships is a lot more clear now that I see that I can have my cake and eat it too. Booyah. That's all I'm going to say right now. (laughs) Yeah. It's been inspiring and 
powerful and just beautiful watching you over this last year and I'm in awe of your strength and bravery and giant fork that you're eating that cake with it's just amazing (laughs) that giant fork needs to eat me but (laughs) (laughs) and it's so funny that you see courage and you're inspired I'm over here like what the fuck am I doing like Mm -hmm. there's nights where I find myself almost spiraling because I start questioning myself, like, what am I even doing? And usually these moments come after a very intense moment with my partner, very intense moment of growth and insecurities. And it's in those times that I question everything, every choice that I've made in the last year, starting with putting it out as an option for my husband and I to be in an open relationship. And it's like, am I causing harm to my family? Am I being selfish for wanting more or wanting to follow my desires and my pleasures? Is it selfish of me to want to continue exploring myself while I'm raising children? And then I, all of a sudden I'm able to process and I'll journal. Journaling helps with that. And then after I feel like I've taken an emotional dump, I will feel like, no, yes, I deserve to continue growing myself. I deserve it. Just because I am a mom or I'm a wife doesn't mean that I'm not a a human being anymore. Like I have to continue growing myself. So one thing that I can say and I stand by is that polyamory has forced me in a sometimes graceful way and sometimes not so graceful way to exponentially grow. Because there's no ands, ifs, or buts on communication. You have to communicate. It's toxic. Like a lot of the things that I was taking for granted when we were monogamous, my partner and I, was that like, "Eh, you know, I'll just sweep this under the rug. I'll suppress what I'm feeling and it'll blow over and we'll still be together. Now it's like, no, if you're not on the same page, you immediately feel it. I mean, you immediately feel it in in a monogamous relationship, but it's, I feel like for us, it just became patterns that like, oh, okay, if we give this two weeks, like it'll blow over and we'll start over. But it continued back to that same messy moment of there being no resolution and no progress. And now we have to, we have to talk and we have to resolve things and we have to come to an understanding that we are still going to love each other and be committed to each other and continue showing up for ourselves as individuals, for each other as a unit, and for our family as a home base and keep that safety regardless of what we're going through. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Such good stuff. And I'm glad you brought up the insecurity of raising children in that lifestyle because I think it's important. Important. I don't personally know, but I know of a few poly couples who have children. And I want, because I have these feelings and because I got stuck in the box and I know what it's like to be breaking out of that and how ultimately shitty it can feel. I want my kids to know that there is other things outside of a Disney princess movie. Like... <laughs> 
life does not have to look like that. You do not have to feel obligated to be attracted to men. You know, just all of that yucky conditioning. And I think that's like a big driving force for me to try to open up and break out of the box as much as I can because of that exact reason. So that, again, I think I've mentioned it in past podcasts, just being a walking example of possibility, you know, like I look different than most women. I act different than most women. I, you know, it's just another thing to add to the list of like, there is this over here. You don't have to be in this lane always and forever. That came up for me while you were talking. Thank you for sharing that. The conditioning. The conditioning is so big and so strong. I definitely want my kids to know that there's options and not only options in liking women or liking men, but like you can like men, women, and everything in between. And there's nothing wrong with that. And along with that, I feel there's so many teachable moments of safety, of good health, of good communication, of just overall life skills that they're not going to learn in school if they go to a traditional school. And fuck tradition. Like (laughs) tradition, I mean, there's so much richness in tradition. I don't want to knock it for every good thing that it does bring. There's two sides to every coin. On the other side, there's the expectations that you are going to follow the examples that were given to you. So what are those? For me, seeing my parents in an unhappy relationship for 42 years, I don't know how long they've been unhappy, but they're complete polar opposites. They believe two very different things And it's like, if you guys love each other so much, why don't you guys give each other the freedom of being individuals? I don't even know where this is going, but (laughs) there's so much that comes up with like partnerships and them just not having to look any way. And we're so stuck with the Disney princess movie fairy tale where we are damsels in distress. And we need a strong knight to come and save us. And then we live happily ever after. That sounds so boring to me. I want to be the one slaying my own dragons, first of all. Hey, you got your dragon. I got my dragon. Let's collaborate and let's make beautiful shit happen. <laughs> like, There's so much more to the happily ever after. Like, I don't want happily ever after. I want what happens after. No such thing as happily ever after. There isn't, and it just makes sense. It's like happily and then what's after, you know? Like, seriously, there's so much in the after that's so much juicier. And every time that my partner and I get through a very rough patch, which we just did, I laugh at myself because I think every single time I think that I'm, I can't love him anymore. Like I already love him so much. And then we get through these patches and I see that he's still around and he's even stepping up his game of 
being an amazing partner, amazing father, amazing provider. And then my heart grows even more love for him. And I laugh every single time because here I was thinking I couldn't love him anymore. But were it not for those intensely rough patches, we wouldn't have that. So it's just beautiful commitment. I think that's what it comes down to for me is what am I willing to commit to these people in my life? And how much of me am I willing to commit? Because it doesn't have to be 100% to anyone, even my life partner slash lover. Like that's how we see each other at this point. Knowing that we're primary partners, we are life partners and lovers. And we recognize the difference for us. We recognize the difference in being one or the other and what it means to be both in one relationship. So like you and I, we're life partners, but we're not lovers. And then there may be somebody else that I'm a lover to, but not life partner, you know? So it's just, ah, there's so many mix and match and it's like, get juicy with it, (laughs) which I feel like that's a great segue, if I may, for my reflection read. Yeah. Sweet. So this reflection read comes from- I don't have one. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) My reflection read comes from the Book of Venus. It was written on July 29th at 3.40 p.m. at the age of 30, because that's just (laughs) how I roll. And it says, the only person that deserves all of you is you. Because if we're not complete, we're going to be giving away so much of ourselves, and we're not going to be receiving what we need back, whether it be from ourselves or from the people that we're giving to, and we're going to be left depleted. And down to the bones. There's no juiciness if you give everything away. That's my reflection read. (laughs) Yeah, it's so true. I love that. That's definitely like what's been coming up for me in the last three weeks with my partner being gone is just coming back so deeply into myself and my self-pleasure and my individuality. I really realized like how much of my like it's not I was gonna say how much of my power I was giving away but that after saying it it doesn't sound accurate I don't know just allowing myself to get lazy or a little overly dependent on him and so I'm I've just been so grateful for the opportunity to come back to myself and show myself the love that has been lacking a little bit. So I guess I do have a reflectionary that I just thought about. It's a quote that I wrote down today by Julie Bogart. And it says, love of anything is voluntary and sourced in pleasure. And I just love that because yes, <laughs> like, I feel like I don't really need to expand on that. Love of anything is voluntary and sourced in pleasure. Can't force it. Such a good quote. The voluntary part for me brings up the fact that what has been getting me through the really rough patches with my partner is choosing to come back to love. So much of my patterns in the past have been, like when we go through these rough patches, have been, I become spiteful and I become angry and just like I start seeing my partner as like the villain like he's the bad guy and 
choosing to come from love or to get back to love or however you want to say it. Like I'm able to say I am here because I am choosing to love him, even though he's being X, Y, Z to me. And it helps me see him as a human being again, instead of that villain or that bad person. And uh, the choice, realizing that everyone has a choice to love or not love somebody and has the right to love or not love somebody, whether that person loves you or doesn't love you back, like you still have that choice. And if you know that it's your choice, there's pleasure in that. Like there's pleasure in knowing that you can or cannot. So that's just my two cents. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thank you for your reflection on it. <sighs> I feel like this is good. Do you want to do cycle time or no? We don't have mm -hmm. to. Yeah. No, yeah, no, let's do it. We oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. I just meant on this topic. Like, oh, yes. This topic, it feels good. Okay. Yeah. Definitely yes. part two in mm -hmm. the future. Well, yes, because your partner comes back and that's going to be a whole nother growth cycle for you and him and you both. And goddess knows what's going to happen on my end. My goodness. <laughs> I know. I love It's like, I never know what new goodies I'm going to get when I talk to you. It's exciting. I never know what new goodies I'm getting either. <laughs> it's always a surprise. Um, sweet. I invite you to go first. Okay. I'm on day 23. I feel like there is a serious pattern here of us recording in my pre-bleed season. This one I feel was more calm than normal. <laughs> I'm feeling good. It's interesting how, so real talk, like the last few months, I've been tracking my cycle. I will forever and always track my cycle in my cycle tracker paper planner thing. I have not been checking my cervix. I've had health things going on in the last few months. And so all my focus really has been on other parts of my body. And still there are predictive patterns to my cycles. Like today I had a number of things on my to-do list and the littles and I pretty much put on a show and watched TV all day and like played a little bit. It was just really mellow. And then I remembered, oh yeah, I'm on day 23. Usually I'm like raging and stuffing them in front of the TV <laughs> so I can have some alone time. But the cycle, it just feels good to kind of just be mellow with them. So that's interesting because Usually the kids are the first ones to get the brunt of my prelude, but I need to check the cosmos. Maybe there's something in the, in the universe that has me a little more calm right now. So this is not an angry one, just tired, tired and mellow and it's hot as hell and that's not helping. So I'm just going with the flow. I don't know if I've shared on a podcast how I am cycling with the astrological wheel. Um, that was a cycle within a cycle that I noticed that I'm moving backwards in the astrological wheel. So I'm supposed to start in two days and I don't know what sign the moon will be in, but that was a really, really fun discovery. And I felt like my cycles were so sporadic based off of the moon phase 
you know, one month I'm with, or maybe like two months I'm around the full moon and then all of a sudden I'm at a quarter moon and then I'm at the new moon. It's just like, what? And then you have all these people all over the place telling you like, if you cycle with this phase of the moon, then that means this. And it's like, okay, get on with yourself. Like whatever, that doesn't apply to me and that's okay. It applies for some people. And then I noticed, oh, I'm cycling with astrology. Like that's a fucking trip. So that was really fun to discover. And now I know, okay, when we move out of this sign and into this sign, I'm going to bleed. And I do like clockwork. And it's been that way for, I want to say 11 or 12 calendar wise. It's been that way for almost a year. Cycle wise, maybe like 13 or 14 cycles because my cycles are fairly short. So anyways, a little blurp into my cycle. That was fun. I don't really have much else. My boobs hurt <laughs> and I'm ready to bleed. <laughs> what day are you on? Yes, I will answer that question. However, I did want to ask you or kind of like reflect something back to you. You said maybe you wanted to look into the cosmos to see if there's something going on. What came up for me was, could it be that the last three weeks, you've also been giving yourself more time. Oh, yes. Yes. Not sharing my energy with mm -hmm. someone constantly. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for bringing that up. Because, yeah, all day long, I'm sharing my energy with my children. And then at night, I'm sharing my energy with my partner. And I think that's the biggest thing is, like, going to bed at night alone, having a bed to myself. Yeah, there's this crazy freedom that comes with that. Not that I couldn't do all the same things that I've been doing with him home, but yeah, the energy is different. And it, a part of me feels so bad for feeling so mm. good with him away. And I feel like, again, that's part of the conditioning because mm -hmm. for some people that works for them, separate bedrooms works for them, separate houses works for them you know it's like it's your own thing between the two of you and so immediately going forward nothing uh, will change for us but a bit further out who knows I'm definitely going to it's going to be uncomfortable and a little difficult but I'm planning on communicating all of this with him because he does deserve I want him to know all of my feelings. And that's a pattern that I'm breaking because in the past, like I said, in relationships, I would feel uncomfortable things. And instead of addressing it, I would just peace out because I don't want to make people feel bad. I don't want to make people sad, but then like ditching a relationship without like full explanation is still inflicting some type of pain. So it's silly. It's like, you may as well just get all the shit off your chest and communicate honestly and speak your truth. So that's my plan. I am here supporting you 110% all the way. I'm excited for you because it's only going to bring beauty and growth and a beautiful mess. <laughs> the mess is always yeah. somewhere in there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for sharing all of that. Really appreciate you so, so deeply. And so I am on day 17. I am roughly around ovulation. I've been pushing my body a lot. I've been a little lazier at keeping track of my cycle, but not that I don't. I still check my cervix. I still check my mucus. I still check my positioning and like my energy. Everything is still, the data is still being collected, but I haven't been 
fully aware of like this, okay, well, what's going on? I think also I've gotten comfortable in knowing like, oh, I'm on day 17. I am here. It's been 18 cycles. That's crazy. So it's been way more than a year and a half because my cycles tend to go longer than 30 days. So it's really cool to just know like, oh, I don't have to be worried about getting pregnant at this time. Not saying that we're not safe, but it's less of a stress knowing that I'm in pre-death or just being sure of my own rhythm of my cycle. Whereas before I just always felt irregular. You know, the, if you're not within the 25 to 28 day cycle, you're irregular. So it's really cool to now have an understanding of what my body does and how she bleeds. I've been pushing my body um, a lot physically through pole fitness and through sex and through bicycle riding. So I feel like were I doing this during like (laughs) pre-death, my body would be breaking down right now. So I'm very grateful for the strength that my body is acquiring And it just makes me aware of how much love I have to give myself on a daily basis and give myself that energy to stretch. It's something, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. I literally just lay on the ground for like 10 minutes. It feels so yummy and so good just to give myself even those 10 minutes a day. It shows my body that I love it. I love her. I'm with her. Any little bit, depending on our, thank you for sharing all of that, by the way. She's forgiving and I feel like depending on where we are in our season of life, any little bit she appreciates and reciprocates. And this just goes to show like the ebbs and flows, like we both go through seasons of being so intimately in tune with our bodies and with tracking. And then we kind of like fall out of it, not completely, but there's seasons and it's beautiful and it's all okay. And I love how how much more secure you are because I feel like when we started this podcast it was still a little like early on in your journey of tracking and so yeah I love seeing just the clarity and the comfort with it because the whole pregnancy fear in cycling people is just strong it is so strong and I just love the power that comes with cycle tracking. It's amazing. Definitely. Thank you so much for all that amazing feedback. That is like therapy worthy. Like you need to pay for that shit, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that feels good. I feel so happy that we recorded tonight and that we're just jumping back in. Fuck the bullshit of like being too afraid not to be perfect for me now. It's just like, no, I'm showing up. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. A few good. years ago, I would have just been like, oh, that doesn't look the way that it mm-hmm. should. Fuck that. Yep. Oh, audio's funky? Okay. All right. Whatever. <laughs> right? <laughs> Get on with it. We got it recorded, so boom. The juicy content is there. Yes. Listen and love it or stop it and go on with your life. Exactly. And we won't take it personal. It's your choice. No. Choice is sexy. Yes. Yes. So it's consent. <laughs> yes. Oh, so you feel good? Yeah. Great. All right. Yeah. Just a little reminder to our listeners that we cunting love you. We appreciate the cunt out of you. 
whether or not you have a cunt, like you came from one. So, you know, just appreciate the cunt. Mm -hmm. And if you really feel like sharing us, then share us. If it makes you think of somebody that may benefit from our therapy sessions, share us, you know, just love on us because we love you. Leave a review. That would be awesome. Share us on social media, Mm -hmm. which I really suck at. Oh, I mean, we both, I mean, whatever. You are a bit better at it than I am. I royally, royally suck at social media, but that's okay. Cause that means I am doing me. Exactly. And I love you for it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I love thank you. Thank you. Thank you everyone. And uh, you'll hear us next time. Ovary out. Yay. yay. It's good for you to think, for you to think, for you to think.